Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Well, hello. Thanks for being here for Crook and Chase Nashville Chats. Man, do we have some celebrating to do. 2023 is the 40th anniversary, not only of Charlie and I as a team, the Crook and Chase team, Mm -hmm. but it's also the 40th anniversary of the launch of TNN, the Nashville Network. (laughs) In so many ways, we and the music creators here in Nashville have come full circle in all of that time. And Charlie, don't you think it really attests to the staying power of 90s music, how it reverberates Mm -hmm. to this day? Well, and also the professionalism of the artists involved, too, because they know how to maintain, I guess that's the word to use, maintain fan loyalty. Oh, absolutely. Well, one of the most exciting things happening lately is the return of a band that we met back in the 90s, McBride and the Ride. They are back together after more than 30 years. They have Mm -hmm. a new EP called Marlboro's and Avon. (laughs) Is that that nostalgic or what? It is nostalgic. Man, (laughs) great music on this EP. So we have to kind of let you in here on these fabulous band members. Terry McBride... The McBride, the McBride and the Ride. Now, besides a solo career, he has been such a prolific and award-winning songwriter, pinning hits for Brooks and Dunn, Garth Brooks, George Strait, Reba, Hank Jr., and that's literally the tip of the iceberg. Any big names? (laughs) Billy Thomas, on the other hand, has been the drummer for Vince Gill for a number of years. Ray Herndon has been part of Lyle Lovett's band. Ray's got a great radio voice. You're going to hear it in a minute. But he's been a part of Lyle Lovett's band. These guys are just true pros, you know. And but they here's the big deal: they've they've stayed friends all these years. Yes, you know, although not working together. Right. Know? Well, and you know, we as Crook and Chase have something in common with McBride and the Ride. Mm-hmm. They and we were individually put together by industry visionaries. They by music producer Tony Brown, mm-hmm. and of course Crook and Chase by television producer Jim Owens. Right. Now, until they recently rebanded and came to visit us, we did not realize the significance that our Crick and Chase show had on the career of McBride and the Ride. And, you know, in a lot of cases, Lurian, we just don't see it because we're too involved. We're too focused on what we're doing. Yeah, Yeah. we just don't feel the impact. But, you know, getting together with these guys, (laughs) it was like uh, no time had passed at all. Check it out. Hey, Charlie, you know, seriously? Yeah. I mean, guys, we all have the same story. (laughs) We were all put together (laughs) <laughs> by a producer who saw us individually. There you go. And 40 years later, I know still, it. Wow. Here we are. I was saying, I mean, you guys, that was the very first uh, moment where we realized we were doing something, you know, because we used to go over and do the Crook and Chase show over yep. on the little Absolutely. studio over there. I mean, that was our very first. Mm-hmm. I remember Ray and 
<laughs> our manager had a limo, Ken Stilts back in the day, and we, we were driving it ourselves because that's how we got around. <laughs> our own makeup. limo. No you less. drove your own limo? In our Crook and Chase makeup. <laughs> we're at the gas station pumping gas into our own limo. Over on 8th Avenue. With our pancake on. makeup on. Where are these guys? <laughs> so you didn't make him drive you? We took turns in that limo. It was so much fun. That is hilarious. Yeah, leaving that studio. But when we left, they were like, wow, you know, we're 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 finally making it. Something's happening because uh, fanfare. Terry and I pull up in a limo and we're driving it ourselves. (laughs) Those shows great, embarrassing story to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) And pumping their own gas, too. Okay, speaking of memories. You guys were doing Crook and Chase. You also did Music City tonight with you us. You did, yes. yes. And mm-hmm. you, you guys had just returned from East Tennessee, where I'm from, mm. my neck of the woods up there. Oh yeah. And you had been to Newport, and we got a little something. You brought great. me some hooch. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and our bus driver at the time. Yeah, his family was making that. I, I remember well. <laughs> and he's the, still bringing it to us. Yeah. He brought us yeah, just two weeks ago last week. Yeah, he Everybody's did. family was brewing up there. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's, that's it. But it, you know, about 30 minutes later, you're speaking a new language called <laughs> slur. <laughs> we, made the, we made the mistake of giving John Michael Montgomery a jar of that, and oh. we had no idea he was going to drink it all right. that day. Oh, but no. uh, he and by Eddie. the end of the night, he was hanging on to a guy wire singing his hits to the crowd. We yeah, we felt so bad, but I went. He's an adult, you know. Well, they first they first started. Remember, they first started coming on the bus. They came up that one day, and then a little while later, they were back. Him and Eddie both. <laughs> oh yeah, and all of a sudden for the more. jar went from full to <laughs> about that that oh, much. Yeah, right? about, yeah, yeah. They were not hours. prepared for what was in that jar. Yeah. So wait a minute. <laughs> if I go, because we have the archives. <laughs> so if I go back through our show archives. Would I notice that you guys are tipsy? No, no. It's no, no. The from. funny thing is, I didn't drink. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, it, it would be one of their better performances. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> We'd, we, we'd get through the song. That was, all yeah. the way through it. All the way. Yeah. Oh we God. would go down the road. These guys would be having a ball. We all were having a ball. But I was filming mainly on the bus, and I still have all that. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was when that first little handy cam came out, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I just took it, and I filmed everything, all the bus antics. And, and he's threatened us with blackmail from oh, time know. to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how much money are you talking about yeah. here? <laughs> We had a we had a dartboard on the bus, so when we were traveling for miles after a show, we'd we'd play bus darts and try to yeah. and you know have a few cocktails, and that yeah. was our pastime after the oh, show. So much fun! We That's right. Oh my god! We did Roll down the, the road with darts. We rehearsed on the bus. We'd set up steel and everything in the early days, especially. We'd go yeah. down the road, and it certainly was home. We got out in Arizona and Las Vegas. That we had a bus from Texas with no air conditioning. They went out about the time we got on tour, so we're in our whatever stripped down to whatever, <laughs> rehearsing and playing. We. We built a little cardboard vents to throw air out oh on us because it was brutal. But, Underwear uh, rehearsals. Yeah, it really was. Okay. That's exactly what was happening. But we were still, it was so much fun. We were just getting started. Everything was so fun, you know, exciting. Especially uh, the Crook and Chase shows. That We're seeing yeah. those are popping up everywhere, little snippets. So. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, we have yeah. all of that from our early, early performances of, you know, just us doing our, uh, you know, three-piece acapella type things and uh yeah, it was so exciting. Getting up at us. seven in the morning and oh, performing oh, for yeah. radio stations. Yeah, it was so oh, fun. Listen, and they're oh. still doing that to oh, this yeah. day. <clears throat> I think I love the the backstage thing where where Charlie would always have a joke. Always, always. have a joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he probably even... has one now, but he just can't say it. Do right you remember? Now, so. He would never even say hello when you walked backstage. That's right. He would just walk up to you and start firing off the latest joke. Uh, so, uh, so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, I know some trash right now, but I don't. Know. <laughs> hey, you, you know, you you we're having fun talking about the early days here. We have a segment on our show each week called. The platinum era of country music. We called it '90s at Nine. Mm-hmm. And of course, you guys started. I think what '89, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, first mm-hmm. single was '90. Okay, yeah. so yeah. You're, you're basically class of '89. Lori and I, the class of '83. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but all through the '90s, um, it's a whole different ball game than what it is now. There was oh, no yeah. TikTok. There was no internet uh, savvy stuff that you could use to promote yeah, your music no at that point. So, right, so right. Um, how, was it more? Difficult, I guess it was to make yourselves hits back then. Well, you were limited for sure. You know, yeah. I mean, you had to go door to door, town to town, as best you could hope for. Radio, a little bit of television, 
and still stopping at those truck stops to use the payphone. You know, we had mm-hmm. that one big block cell phone. The only problem was there were no towers out in Kansas, wherever we were, to reach it. You know, so we yeah. still had to get up at six and make those uh, those radio calls at a truck stop. But you know, that's changed to say the least. But you know, going back and just thinking about what we've done, we've talked about it. social media has been a big played a big role in what we're doing now. Even TikTok. I mean, who knew? You know, those fans are out there, but they are. And uh, it was, we, we had, we had a big machine behind us, too, at the time, perfect. MCA yeah. Records, of course, sure. which we didn't have to do everything like we are now. Yeah. So now we are, to answer your question, we're how do we get back out there on our own without a record label? Yeah. And a lot of, you know, a lot of acts are doing that. The big acts still have well, labels. One thing I want to point out, you talked about all, like, getting stopping at a truck stop and calling a radio <laughs> station. It wasn't just you. You guys were mainstream. Everybody was having to do oh, that. Yeah. You, you, oh, it yeah. It wasn't just you guys. No. No, it was a way of life. And if you wanted to be in it, you had to be willing to do it. You know, that sure. was the thing. I mean, they'd call us and go, do you want to do the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? And we thought about it, and like, wow, it's Thanksgiving. And if you don't, somebody else is going to do it. You know, but yeah. we'll do it. You know, <laughs> but yeah, there were opportunities too in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like it was incredible. I mean, if you were having some success, there were all kinds of opportunities, movies, and cool things that we got to be a part of. One of the coolest things we got to be a part of, we were out in California, and uh, we were sitting June of ninety-two. Our little single, "Sacred Ground," was sitting at number two behind "Achy Breaky Heart." That year, that summer of all the songs to be stuck behind. But then, lo and behold, somehow that song burned and we got into number one. The first thing we did was we were, you guys reached out for your radio show, you know, your countdown show, and you featured number one artist each week. And Mm -hmm. we were so excited. We were just, oh, remember that we played that honky tonk out there? Sure. Worked our way to Michigan, I think, the next night. But so exciting, you know, just very humbling. When we got there to the gig, it said, tonight, Live band. Yeah, yeah. And number we just had a number one record. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, that's we had a crowd. That's exactly right. Good. Yeah. yeah. The good old yeah. boys from Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But you know, that does bring up a really interesting question. <laughs> what, in your minds, what was magical about those early years? You had to have been learning a lot about the business, about yourselves. And, and, and <laughs> a very, point. it was a very Lord quick in. It came so quick yeah. with Tony Brown being involved mm-hmm. and bringing us, and that, like Ray said, that big machine coming together and all of what they put into play, all of the promotion that came around. I mean, it was we were sitting on a bus, and next thing you know, we've got the head of promotion and regionals out there going, Management okay, you're everybody. going on a West Coast tour right now, and you're going to go sing, and we would go, or Texas, or you, you never knew what you were going to do. And we would go <clears throat> early on in that radio tour it was like a two-week radio tour or so wasn't it Something oh it like just that. went on forever actually we, <laughs> and we, we were on a bus traveling across the country bus, yeah going to all these radio stations and schmoozing with them in the mornings for breakfast lunch and dinner yeah i think was, i'd put on 30 pounds <laughs> on that little two tour. three stations a day whatever we could but yeah. you guys were tight-knit yeah we were yeah. we were yeah. close yeah. we were really close and it's interesting because like you mentioned earlier we were put together by our producer tony brown billy was with emmy lou harris Ray was with La Love It. I just left Delbert McClinton, and I was focusing on my songwriting, coming to Nashville, trying to get a George Strait cut. That's what I was, you know, wanting to do. I'm still trying to get one next week. <laughs> George is going in, and we I all are. They tell me I'm going to get. Yeah, I don't want jinx it, but I'm not gonna, yeah. But I'm still trying to do that. But but Tony had a vision, and he's great at putting things together because that's what yeah. producers do, you know. And yeah. he's like, I got some guys in mind, and you'll be the. You know, you'll be the guy. We're going to build it around your songs, your writing. You know, but I got some guys. And so anyway, he introduced me to Billy. We went. We met at Elliston Place, uh, and had a milkshake. We shared a milkshake. Two two straws and one glass. No, 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 no. no, 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 It wasn't like that. Very romantic. No, 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 no. No, Terry. It was not. It was two separate. Oh, was it? Let me have my memories, Billy. You have yours. I have mine. The worst scenario. Three straws. <laughs> oh boy! Luckily, I wasn't here. And only and only two guys. Yeah. That's really messed up. You know? Oh my god! <laughs> we're so lonely. We're hoping somebody will stop by. Y'all are terrible. <laughs> Y'all are terrible. <laughs> and then Ray, I met Ray down in Austin. I love it. Was playing the Paramount 
theater. But the cool thing was we hit it off, you know, personally. Still, all these years later, we still, mm. we're still hitting it off. We're we, still having fun. Yeah. When people say, what do you, you know, how, how's it going out there? I say, well, you, we laugh a lot and play a little bit of music. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's yeah. kind of what it, we it, do. it helps a lot. You, you, you talk about hitting it off. We just had the same Tony Brown introduced us a week ago downtown. <laughs> yeah. For an for an EP release, he brought us on. Yeah. Yeah. I know these guys; we've been friends. Oh, he was so good. It was like, man, oh man, it just the town. We we had we had people we made relationships with personally. Okay. So you reassemble after all these years. You remain friends over the years. Let's right. just set we that did. up. But I think it was in twenty twenty one. Uh, you issued a warning. I'm sorry, made the announcement that you guys were getting back together. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> we're missing a huge step here. What's we're that? missing a huge step because there are new generations of fans mm-hmm. who are digging on you guys, yes. and they want to know, and, and we want to hear again. This magical thing was happening. Why did it disband in '95? What do you tell the new generation before we get to the coming to back together? Well, there's, I think there's a lot of things also at the. At, 1995, where you're pulled on in a lot of different ways. It's happened to us sometimes. Sure. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, it yeah. just, uh, the business can pull you in different directions, and we decided that was the best thing to do at that time. All right. So, McBride and the Ride, Terry McBride, is being, um, is very polite. I will say that back in the mid-90s, some powers that be made some personnel changes in the band. That happens a lot in this town. So all three of the guys, Terry McBride, Billy Thomas, and Ray Herndon, all went their separate ways, became very successful musicians, Mm -hmm. but they always remained friends. Indeed. So up next, the story of how McBride and the Ride recently got back together after more than 30 years. And as you'll hear, the good times are still rolling for these guys. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. What was the spark that got you back together again? Well, I was out touring doing some solo singer-songwriter shows around the country. I went out to Phoenix, where Ray's always been, grew up in Scottsdale. And I played this beautiful uh, musical instrument museum theater out there. I invited Ray to come out, and he did. Then I got him up you know, to sing and play, and the crowd loved it, and we loved it, and then Ray was like, the next day, he's like, man, we're still young enough, we should be doing it, let's call Billy, and Doc got it, and so that started the and whole And I thing. was hitchhiking on the side of I-40, and they just kind of picked <laughs> so, me up. So it's Ray's fault. It's My Ray's fault. fault. I'll take the blame. It's Ray's fault back in uh, 02, we cut an album called Amarillo Sky, and Ray was kind of the catalyst behind that. He's like, man, we should, you know, we should get together. We did a benefit I think for Kicks and Ronnie or something, we got together and sang. Anyway, uh, it, it got some interest, and it, it well, got us interested. Talking so. about no social media, even in 2002 when we recorded the Amarillo Sky record, with Matt Rawlings was producing it, and we recorded that out in Franklin at his little house studio, but it was such a fun project. We had such a great time. But at the time, there was no social media, no way to get it out other than to go back to radio. Right. And we had a little label, Dual Tone Records. And they were trying to do that. And they were trying, was... but they... And we went out and played a couple of shows. We played a show with Blake Shelton early on. And, yeah, yeah. And he was a big fan. It was it cool. It was so good, yeah. But, but the radio wasn't... You know, the radio was... 
becoming kind of they didn't know what to do with themselves so we released a song that we recorded called squeeze box sorry i'm playing you that's okay but squeeze box obviously the old who song we recorded a cool version of it we did a great video with it and radio said oh it's too risque for country radio and all of a sudden out comes save a horse ride a cowboy so it's like you know there was it was hard to really figure out Daddy never sleeps at night. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, we love yeah. it. We were trying to do something different. We we had a country song called Anything That Touches You that did chart. We had a little a little success in pockets and places, you know how it is and how radio can work for an independent that's really what they were but we'd found that song emerald sky we thought man this is a hit you know and then of course it went on to be a, a big hit for uh, jason aldean later but we couldn't convince them they thought it was maybe just a texas song you know at the time but oh my gosh. but it had their song had know? there been TikTok at the time yeah it was such a great record yeah and uh, we were ready to get out there again it just but it that's what's difficult. happening now yeah, we're connecting nothing. with this audience it's either the original fans a lot of times it's the children of the original fans. Yeah, sure. And then it's the unknown who are just discovering us through whatever means out there. And that's above. what we're seeing now is yeah. is multiple like generations, mm-hmm. you know, of people. Yeah, they're very my grandparents loved you guys. Right. Yeah, we hear that a lot too. What yeah. it is. <laughs> so Billy, how surprised were you to get the call though? From these two guys saying, hey, we've been on stage together. I, I wasn't surprised. It was Ray that actually reached out to me and okay. said, hey, would you be interested? And I said, hell no. There's only two <laughs> There's only two straws here this time. <laughs> nice, We're not nice going, going to do Bill. all three. Nice going, man. It went right back to Ellison Place. The, and I, the memories, back the memories by myself. Deep. Memories run deep. I, I ended up at Elliston Place all by myself, the soda shop. I don't know what happened. Wait, was it chocolate, strawberry, or vanilla? <laughs> and I don't know. It was well, vanilla, Billy. You know, I still can see the sun coming through the windows just as it, it kept no, oh my gosh <laughs> all right so who, who named this uh ep marlboro's navon well the we got that song through a guy in texas through facebook he sent me a message like hey terry big fan i think this song would be cool for mcbride and the ride you know if you guys are doing something and it was Marlboro's Navon. I mean, he already yeah. had the title. He already had the song. He let us go in and tweak it a little bit. We we did a little something to make it more fit us just a little bit better. But we love that idea from that generation. You know, I'm a '70s teenager, and uh, that's really it hit home for me. I mean, songs they they should hit hit you somewhere. That one did. I could picture all of those little images that he had laid out there. Yeah. That small it town Texas nostalgia. Read between the yeah. lines. Everything else. Now, yeah, man. now. Former smoker, okay? I'll admit, I'm a former smoker. <laughs> Nothing better than a freshly lit cigarette. But what was your favorite Avon product? <laughs> well, I can say, I can say when I lived Good here, question. skin's so soft because it keeps the mosquitoes out. Oh, yeah. I'll let Ray handle this yeah. one, Charlie. It again, does. Again, Ray's fault. Ray. I, couldn't stand, I couldn't stand the smell of off or any of that stuff. And somebody told me when I was living in Nashville, and you know the mosquitoes are not the friendliest here by any means. They said you should try skin, skin so soft. So I'm soft. like, I'll get some. Sure enough, it worked, and it actually smelled pretty good. Yeah. And that's why so. Billy kept his distance, right? Yeah, so. right. Yeah. Well. yeah, mine, I guess, would be the the talcum. Oh no, 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 no! no, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm, we don't want to go there. Can we all agree and admit here that Ray looks? Very skin, skin so, so soft. soft. It well, is definitely paying off. I still use it to this day. <laughs> no, that's just chronic exfoliating. That's all it is. <laughs> I've received several of these Avon bottles that came in different. There's a I car, bet. the cowboy on a horse. I have that one, thanks to my friend uh, here in town that gave me a couple of those right away. But <laughs> yeah, I wasn't that familiar with Avon. Other than everybody, Billy's mom yeah. had sold some in Avon the 60s. for a while. There's tons of those stories out there. But uh, yeah, where they had the parties and all yes. that stuff. Yeah, you yeah. got it. Yeah. It just well, clicked. You know, we've sung, we've had themes over the years, but it just felt like something for where we're at in our career, our lives, our age appropriate, other than just. You know, going to a honky-tonk and hitting on somebody, that just didn't feel like a theme. <laughs> we need to go down that path yeah. again. You know, we've done that sort of thing. And we still love a good honky-tonk song. I mean, don't get me wrong. but And there was a couple on this album, of course, yeah. or this EP. But that just felt like something that was mm-hmm. would fit us for now moving forward and what we could really, you know. And it, and it lent itself well to the harmonies, which we're always looking for songs like that. And, mm-hmm. and that song really sort of kicked off the opportunity for us to go in the studio and yeah. record. So we found some other songs, yeah, we including didn't have a song until that one. Yeah, so including uh, you know a few that Terry had written 
um, co-written and uh, the Honky Tonk song, which is we've gotten a lot of mileage out of that one. Mm -hmm. Classic, which Mm -hmm. we've been doing since 91, which Mm -hmm. I found on a cassette. We were putting the band back together. I don't throw anything away. I still have a, a whole box of our cassettes that were pitched to us in the 90s. I mean, Achy Breaky Hearts on there. Oh, my gosh. Two of a Kind working on a full house. They pitched a set song member, and those are all still there, including this little white cassette that said, 1991 San Angelo, Texas, Santa Fe Junction, and it had that honky-tonk song, the Webb Pierce tune, and we sounded so good on that cassette, just a board tape, you know? Yeah. But I brought up the guys and said, man, I almost forgot we used to do this, but boy, it sounds good. And so that gave us a couple songs. Then we were off and running after that. And we just and we've just recorded two more, and we're going in the studio. Yeah, right. When we leave here, we're right. When we here. some background vocals. The Ronnie Millsap the Studio old... today is where we'll be working, which no we're excited kidding. about. It's a great room and doing, we, doing backgrounds. We recorded a Christmas song, so which we've never done. A honky tonkin so, Christmas song. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. You've already recorded it. Yeah, we've yeah, got it's it. Recorded. We have, we're putting backgrounds Larry on Franklin's it Franklin's coming over today. Oh my yeah, to yeah. So still doing something new. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. McBride and the Chipmunks. Exactly. Ring to it. Christmas, Christmas time is here. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's perfect, Billy. <laughs> and he likes it too. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah, he really likes it. I'm curious about something. So, since '95, you all went your separate ways. I'm sure still remain friends, but you individually, with your talents, enormous talents became so successful on your own, writing songs, working with other artists. So having had this plethora of experience in the, in the business, what, how do you describe, like, let's start with Ray, how do you describe how those experiences bring something different to McBride and the Ride than you ever had mm. before? Well, I think the main the main word there is just the experience, yeah. just doing more of it all these years. Uh, the whole time I was uh, living in Phoenix when we first started McBride and the Ride, and then when we split up in '92, mm. I thought, you know, I got to get my butt to Nashville and start writing and maybe pursue a solo deal, the whole thing. So I moved here and uh, did a lot of writing, a lot of session work. So all those experiences, and I know the, the guys are the same way. I also kept playing with Lyle Lovett as well and on some of his recordings. So keeping you know our foot in the business in, in that way as players and singers, I think all that experience now, because we're producing this music ourselves and co-writing it and playing on it, which we always mm-hmm. played on it. I was going to say earlier that that's part of what Tony's draw was to all of us is not only he didn't know about the singing part. He didn't know we had the harmonies. Yeah. He knew we were all players. And I had played on all that Lyle Levitt, rec- the early Lyle stuff. And Billy was Emmy Lou and Vince, and Terry done all the stuff. He'd done bass player, Billy being the drummer, me being a guitar player. Tony was like, oh, these guys are actually could be a real band. So all these years later, so yeah, we've used that experience of not only playing together, but playing in other situations, mm-hmm. being involved in recordings, writing songs. It's all come together now, these many years later to you know be, help us be able to produce these songs and you know come up with hit sounding records oh, yeah. on Billy, our own. what do you think what do you think about what you're bringing different to the band now I think this time around uh, one is patience which oh. I think is a is a big deal uh, with because of covid because the business has changed I realize and I'm very grateful for jumping in the middle of a city that was on fire I moved here from Los Angeles in the 1987, and I had two people I knew, and both of those people turned out to be incredible. Um, it was like a Cinderella story for me. Mm. I, I got work with Vince Gill. He was one of the first people I knew in this city, and I'd never met him before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was another person, Richard Bennett, who got me involved with uh, playing around sessions, and I started playing with Marty Stewart. Uh, on his re- on his recordings, that's where I met Tony Hit Brown. Rock, if you remember that album. Oh, that's yeah. Wow. I played yes. on that. And it was just like the town opened up, so I really didn't realize the waiting list that was here in this town. This time around, getting back to, to where we are now, it's making me see all three of us and that we all are serious enough and we all love this business and love making music, bottom line, together that we'll get in a suburban and go down the road and 
It's a different kind of uh, different yeah. style of doing what we do, but we haven't lost the love. It's still there. We'll sit and sing in the and we're doing it truck on together. our terms. That's right. the other thing. Exactly. We're able to do what we want to do, and but yet stay true to what this band is and what it was thirty years ago. I can tell in listening to this EP that you really have fun doing this particular <laughs> music. Okay, especially yeah. one which is true country music honky tonk song you mentioned earlier. Right. Any band that's ever played a honky tonk has a nightmare story. Let's hear yours. <laughs> oh, a nightmare story. Which one? Yeah, oh man, really. they could write a we, book. Let's see. I, I remember playing a honky tonk out in uh, near Ozona, Texas, and this older gentleman wanted to come up and sing and set in, and uh, so we let him. And he started singing, and then he started choking for some reason, and he spit his false teeth out. And they ricocheted off the piano onto the dance floor. Oh and then he dropped the mic to go hunt for his false teeth. And then we went back to drinking and took a break right after that. So, so, there was no way to follow well, that particular no, song. That's, that's a closer. That's, yeah. a, that's not a drop. That's a drop yeah. teeth moment. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Don't drop the mic. Too yeah. Yeah. Drop the mic and his, and his chompers at the same time. We had, we had a, a story that we played a, a little, I think it was Colorado City, Texas, and we were doing a sound check, and our tour manager at the time, <laughs> I don't know if he'd been drinking a little bit. I don't know for sure. But a guy kept trying to get up on stage, and finally our tour manager would have enough, and right before our eyes, he jumped on the guy at just about – Five feet off the ground, yeah, and they the both stage, flew onto the ground into the dust. We thought we, he had killed the guy, oh my and we gosh. were, you know, of course, horrified. Luckily, he wasn't killed. He did get fired from the radio station he was at, though. The guy for trying to get up on stage with us. And never a dull moment out there. I but. think, yeah, yeah. The the these guys. I met two practical jokers that were every bit as big of practical jokers <laughs> as I am, and was back then. And we were out on a radio tour. And they uh, got a key to my room. I was in showering. I hadn't done anything that, to them. That was, I that was, same, a, I was that was that same gig that Ray was just talking about out well, there near Sweetwater, so, Texas. So I'm in. I'm showering. I'm singing and getting ready for the day. He and had already done thing something I'm, to us. Billy no, had done that's, that is such us. BS. I can't. <laughs> do it. Anyways, the the the. Uh, and next thing, I, there's a, a bucket can. of cold water on we me. We dumped it on him. Over the shower curtain. No clothes. I yank open the the, the shower curtain, took, run outside. Took off running and, after and us. And they're, they're not there. Then all of a sudden, bam, the door shuts behind me. Oh, Billy's in I'm the hallway. Completely naked in the hallway. <laughs> And nobody's coming out. No one's no, coming out. I'm sitting Finally, a family comes down the oh, hallway. Yeah. And I find Fun a, for the I find a uh, coat, uh, machine. coat machine, and I'm wedged up against this coat machine. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys, somebody, I think Ray, threw a towel at me and oh, let I me put the that. family got you the towel. Maybe. I maybe they, they did. did. So the story doesn't end. The next time we're in town, we're doing Nashville now, and Ralph Emery goes, well, Anything well Billy, Billy, I hear something happened down in Texas with you being naked in a hallway, and it's Ralph. And I'm going, oh, please. <laughs> Billy had never shared it with his family or no. anything. <laughs> None of that was how shared. How did Ralph get the info? Uh, the how do you, how the do you think? Yeah. You guys. Okay. That's how I was set uh, up. Good. So there I am going, well. I had a good road story. I'm not quite sure how it was. <laughs> yeah. And then my wife, of course, at the time, she goes, you go, I have to find out that kind of crap on Walt or Al Emery show? Really? What was payback, Billy? Oh. oh many years. No, I've gotten them. Okay. No in my telling. own little ways. No yeah. telling. Yeah. We're all practical jokers. So. Yeah, we just we did a lot of fun stuff out there. We bungee, yeah. bungee jumped together. We've survived that. We've, we've done a lot of stuff on the road, but... And uh, and still here, still here to talk about it. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> you ask, you open that door. No, he did. No, it that's was, true. That's it was right. Charlie's right. fault. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you thought that was funny. When we come back, McBride and the Ride's most hilarious story ever about signing autographs for fans. Oh man, I love these memories. Also, a taste of their secret weapon in the recording studio, those killer harmonies. It's a precious thing you don't know nothing about. 
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The musicianship, the vocals, the experience, I think you're one of the most solid bands in this town. Oh. I hope people hear this music and enjoy it as much as well, we Well, and the spark of the excitement. That's, I mean, wouldn't you think, um, all, I mean, Brothers Osborne gave us the, the biggest compliment a couple of months ago. Mm. We were just talking about how they seem to have this spark, even though they actually, yeah. they fight a lot about the music. But, they, you know, that's a good thing sure. because yeah. it makes it good. And uh, they gave us the compliment and said, well, you know, all these years later, we feel like you guys have the same spark. And so. I'll, to say the least, I'll yes. pay the, the compliment forward back to, to you all. It doesn't uh. seem to be that there's anything jaded or um, <laughs> kind of like, oh gosh, been there, done that. This just yeah. seems like it yeah. is totally fresh and exciting for the we, three of you. It is exciting. We're excited about going in the studio today. We're excited about this, coming over here, just talking about you guys. Because oh, seriously, really you know, going excited. back to our start, <laughs> this is where it all began for us. It was a full yeah. circle moment here yeah. because the opportunities yeah. we too. got... Really, that little studio over there. I remember the the alley and going in and getting makeup that day. Right. So excited! Uh-oh. Our families watching. You know, I still have all of that on VHS tapes, oh, all those shows, and uh, and so much has changed. I mean, I was thinking about y'all's show back then, and mm-hmm. you know, people that we've lost all these years later. And of course, <laughs> Ralph Emery, but but mm-hmm. so many, and we're all still here. So yeah, I think that's the the big takeaway for us is we're and like I like Terry said when. When I went out to his show at the at the Musical Instrument Museum, I was like, "Man, we're still all doing this." Yeah. I have a club out in Scottsdale that my family's owned for fifty years that I own now. My mom passed oh, in seventeen, and I bought it from my brothers, and I run it. Um, it's an iconic place. It's where Waylon Jennings made his basic start when he moved from Lubbock to, to Scottsdale. What's the name of it? It's called Handlebar J, okay. and it's an iconic cowboy restaurant and bar, and. Um, you know, so that's what I've been doing. But uh, when I went out to see Terry, I was like, "Man, I'm still playing. Billy's still playing with Vince, and we're still doing this. We got to, yeah. while we're still able and yes. young enough to go out mm-hmm. and, like I said, have some fun and have some laughs because that's what we do a lot of. Because you don't play music the whole time, so you got to find other stuff to do, and we laugh a lot. So that's that's a a big point. So here you are reunited and doing such great music, but you're still keeping all of your individual work with other artists. Is is this getting complicated for you to figure out schedules? Uh, (laughs) It is. It is. Sometimes it can be. We're good at uh, you know staying in touch with each other, and we've all discussed that. Like Billy uh, Mm. will have the. Christmas uh, shows at the Ryman with Vince and Amy coming yeah, up. Yeah. So we just blocked that time off. For us, it's, things start to slow down at the end of the year anyway. So, okay. you know, that's something Billy's been doing for the last 30 years. So we understand that's important. And Ray is comes and goes when he can because he is out there running his venue. But it was the cool thing about getting back together. Everybody's still been actively. Yeah. We've all been doing things. So we didn't have to, one, talk anybody into doing it mm-hmm. or bring somebody up to speed like you need to practice, you know, because everybody's been doing their own thing. So yeah, it true. helped a lot. And you so. always block out Amazon Prime Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> Billy was about to say something important. I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Let's find out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's oh, see. Boy. Amazon <laughs> Prime Day. That's all I can think of right now. He did it. He dropped one on me. <laughs> oh, a thought bomb. A thought bomb. He really did. He That's good. It's all good. So, listen, since it's kind of a full circle thing, you know we, we love putting you guys on the spot. You oh, my God. You're not going to do it, are you? You're headed to the studio, right? Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. How do you warm up vocals, <gasps> and can you do it now? Oh, oh sure. Wow. Is this unfair? Oh, you're talking about that harmony, mm-hmm. and the is harmony is evident on this EP and yeah, everything let's else. Let's see. What would be a good one? Uh, uh, well, you want to do uh, Marlboro's and Avon or something? Or, or, uh, well, or, or, or classic you know, lines mm-hmm. or something. They're warm um, up. This ain't just some neon love come lately. It's a precious thing you don't know nothing about. We were joined in the eyes of the Lord, in the eyes of our hometown. Why don't you leave her alone? You're treading on sacred ground. How's the song go? Got an I, brought that down about a, oh, yeah, I brought that down about a step or two. Yeah, yeah, but there's so there's the magic I'm talking about. Yeah. That is special. That really uh, is special. They cool. say the harmony bands are coming back, and we're we're going to spearhead that one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll see. You'd be surprised at how many young bands want to know how do you guys do that. And I say, well, it's all natural. It's as natural as you sing with your family. Brotherly it's harmony. That same sort of deal. That yeah, was a it surprise just happened. To all of us. They set us up in a little studio. We rehearsed all day, and Steve Fisher was with us at the time. He was our other member at that time, and. Uh, we started practicing, which was fun, but when we started working these harmonies out, we went, oh, wow, we've got a whole extra bonus. Uh, because it sounds like we're just four-piece band on the road, steel guitar. We have Bruce Bowden, um, an amazing guitar player that's steel guitar player that's played on hundreds of hits, and we're fortunate to have him on the road. But what makes our band a little bit bigger are those harmonies on every song. You know, We've got the bonus of that three-part however we want to use them on the hits or the new stuff or whatever, but it uh, sounds a lot bigger than looking at the band. It's a small four-piece, but it's a lot more music than just that. Well, because of the harmonies. The, some of these clubs we've played recently, like some of these guys don't even know who we are, some of the club owners. Mm. So we played a place in, in Kansas City recently, and, the, and there wasn't a lot of people at the show because it was a Thursday night, I believe, and there was some big oh, sh- shebang going on downtown. Yeah, free, and so, yeah. you know, we're competing with that, oh, but we went out there and we did, our uh, show. did the show, and the owner was like, you guys seriously? I gotta have away. you back. So we're gonna have back. you back. So we'll be back there in October. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. knuckleheads. That's how we have City. to do it nowadays. Because without yeah. the radio, we have to kind of get out there and, like we were saying, with through social media, find our fans, and then mm-hmm. try to you know get them to come to the shows. Well, we're so. pretty on the radio. <laughs> yeah. we love that. And you can't Thank stop you. us. Thank you. <laughs> There's either one epiphany or the other with people. They yeah. either say. Wow, you guys, we knew you could sing, but we didn't know you could play, too. Ah. Or the vice, vice, vice versa. We all knew you played with different people, and you're all great players, but wow. that's vo- the vocals. Mm-hmm. So I think even back when we did our promotional tours with MCA that long mm-hmm. ago, the thing we said, sure, fine. These guys brought their acoustic guitars, and yeah. we sat on stools, that's just like we did. did on your show. Yeah, yeah. same thing. Yeah, every right. day and, we would and walk sang. into there. And, and listen, this will not be a surprise to you. We sit here every week. With Luke Holmes, Thomas Rhett, Ashley <laughs> McBride, all of these people who are you know going for the charts now, yeah. over and over and over again, we don't even bring it up. They talk about the artists, the songwriters, mm-hmm. musicians, the music of the '90s. Right. There is something magical. That's why, speaking of trademarks, we trademarked um, the platinum era of country music for '90s country mm-hmm. because that is that's that little pocket of time, kind of like the '50s was. Oh yeah, back with Jones it and all. It means so much to these. Yes, fans. It there really is still does. something so magical, and and I think all three of you are proof that that era has something still so relevant and will mm-hmm. be timeless. Totally. Yes. Yeah, it's it's that group that's longing for those days and remembering that music that's and right. then it kind of left music takes turns, you know, and goes different lanes and directions. We've all mm-hmm. seen it if you've been around long enough. These decades music changes and it did for mm-hmm. us. We just sort of brought our country 
what I thought and we thought was country music to what was happening in the 90s. You know, it was mm -hmm. our version of country music. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, you know, in some ways, it, it was, but it was so vast back then. I mean, you had everything from Brooks and Dunn to Travis Tritt to Riding yes. the Wave of Garth Brooks. It to, was all different. It was yeah. so in individually, mm -hmm. it was a little bit different. Yes. There were tons of bands, if, as you can recall, back in, the, in that day as well. But uh, it just... Uh, it connected in such a way. It was just so popular. It was a, it was a movement that was mm -hmm. just unstoppable well, at the was, time. You know, there were messages in those songs, and we we yeah. kind of <laughs> country music kind of went away from that for a while. Yeah. And now I think it's coming back to that. Can with I the drop Luke a Combs. name? Yes, with Luke. Can I drop a name for you? Seriously, <laughs> looking back through my forty plus years, the first time I ever interviewed uh, George Jones backstage at the Opry, mm. he said, "Darling, country music ain't no fad." Ain't never gonna be," uh. he says. "It's going to go its way. Artists will test, mm -hmm. you know, push the envelope, right. test mm -hmm. the boundaries." He said, "Country music will always come back mm -hmm. to what it should be." Mm -hmm. yeah, and it's just exactly what yeah. you were talking well, about. It truly is. Yeah. Now you can see it where it was talked about for a long time. It wasn't happening. It was going down a certain path, and it left a lot of, you know, traditional kind of fans out. You it know, did. but that's why they're hanging on to this 90s stuff and why we thought yes. if we're going to do something this might be a good time if we can bring those older fans along with us and find a few newer ones sure. then uh, we might have a few people to show each other I, I want to uh, put a, a plug in for someone who became very very uh, close to me Jesse Coulter and I just saw where she just released a new record that Margot Price produced oh, and uh -huh. so you know just talking about that era well her era which was before ours and she was the biggest selling country artist at that time before she became involved with Waylon and the Outlaws record. Mm -hmm. She was a bigger star than they were at <laughs> first, right. right? And so anyway, I just wanted to put a plug in because she just um, released a record. She just got married recently, and I w went to her wedding. But uh, she's the best, and she's mm. the epitome to a lot of these, uh, you know, today's artists and mm -hmm. people like Tanya Tucker. They just look up to Jessie, yeah. you know, because she was such an influential part of country music. Marry. She did, she married a cowboy uh, in Wyoming. Really? They're happy. Oh, and guess it. where they met? Where? Handlebar J. Oh! <laughs> hey, how about Ray. that? I know, right? It's crazy. Now, getting back to what George Jones said to you, that comment, mm -hmm. I saw firsthand in, that, in 1987 again, probably with these guys, maybe with Vince Gill, I'm not sure, but... When I moved here from Los Angeles, the pop world at that time, there were there were deities and there were iconic people that you could not touch. You didn't get backstage to see them. You never mm -hmm. saw them out and You're about. Right. When I moved here and I went to Fanfare, I will never forget. It, <laughs> it, it's, it's touching me right now to think about. <laughs> I, I was amazed that... The every artist, or almost every artist, was not above going and mingling and <laughs> signing with their fans. I thought, yeah. mm -hmm. that's unheard of. And they, that just <laughs> totally amazed me that people would do that. And I think that's what will endear and endure those fans to, those, to every artist. And we went right in it. We did it with <laughs> with Garth and all the rest of them oh, at those times. We were yeah. all day long in the sweltering heat. It's such a boy. Travis Tritt sweat all the time. Excuse me. You were in the sheep barn. Yes, oh, boy. I definitely remember the Let's sheep. Let's not go there. One of the one of the barns we signed <laughs> in Charlie. Well, you had the poultry. Oh, come on! What the bad? You had hogs or sheep. We got oh, the sheep barn. That I tried to stay away from the sheep barn. I'm an old FFA guy, Charlie. I grew up. I'm knee deep in sheep. That's oh what we say God. down there. Put on, put on your blue jacket and get in the truck. God. Okay, I still got it. But he's, an just, he's an FFA guy. I, I get just it. wore my jacket. We played an FFA annual event in in Belton, you Texas. Okay. Anyway. Oh, I have a good joke, but no, I can't share no, with you. No, no, you can't. You no, can't. you don't. No. He's trying no. to backpedal, Charlie. Let him. <laughs> no. Okay. He just turned three sheets of red. I was oh, no. an FFA. Three, three sheeps. <laughs> now, all three my, sheeps yeah, three sheeps to the wind. <laughs> that was the name of my first man. Three sheeps to the wind. <laughs> Trademark that, Lorian. See if we can get that trademark. Well, you look. You got trademark connections. Let's get that one locked down right now. Does anybody? 
Here, here we go. Give me a tissue. Oh my god. You guys have to go. You have a recording session, thank God. We've got some some paperwork we gotta fill out after this. Oh, I'm keeping that three sheeps to the wind. Wind is wind. W I N in the Oh, oh, man. Uh, Charlie, that we, is so good. Charlie, will you call our attorney for our <laughs> I'm afraid to. Good thing there's oh, an editor over there. The I'm telling you. You can edit most of this stuff out. Thank God. Oh, but, yes. Okay. Ah, all right. This, this has oh. been a blast. Oh, oh of course. Seriously. It it's been a lot of fun. I knew it would be. I knew it would be because it takes. Well, we got to get a picture if you don't mind. Come on, let's do it. We got to end this. Let's all oh, say. Oh, let's okay. all say ta-da. One, two, three. Ta-da! In harmony. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> they can't help it. it. They can't said ta-da in harmony. Thank you both so much. Oh. It's so oh, great. Oh, we were looking so, so great to see you both. To oh, Sweet times again. It's like being in a bar without liquor. You know. <laughs> Those, those guys are so funny. And, um, and, I mean, they were like that as soon as they walked in the studio with us, you know? What excellent memories, things that I had not even realized yeah. that I guess their very first television mm-hmm. appearance, right. national television appearance, was on our show. And what an honor to know that, to, to know that that we have had even a small part in the careers of such amazingly talented people. Yeah, uh, Marlboro's and Avon. Now, it's an EP. It's got five songs on there that I think you're really going to like. Mm-hmm. It's true country music. Let yes, me put it, it that way. Their vocals are just perfect, as they always have been. And I think you will enjoy it. It's good to see Terry and the guys again, McBride and the Rock. Ah, we love those guys. And we love you out there, too. We have your country covered all the time. Listen to the Crook and Chase Countdown every weekend on hundreds of radio stations across America, also streaming on iHeartRadio. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Crook and Chase. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.